Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So today is Sunday, the day after the Warriors got demolished in game three in LA by the Lakers, 127-97. And if you are like me, that was just another in a string of frustrating, perplexing, vexing performances by your Golden State Warriors this season. It was pretty aggravating, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I, game one, when they lost, I was cool, you know. Uh, game two, obviously the Warriors blew them out. Game three is the game that I really really wanted that first game was like a feel out game the second game it's like okay lakers are kind of taking their foot off the gas because they got what they wanted and the warriors just flexed on them cool but this was a game where if the warriors took this one back then it really even though it would only be 2-1 it would take home court advantage back it would after a blowout it would really really just stick a you know kind of fork in the Lakers. They wouldn't be done per se. So maybe it's like more of a plastic fork than a metal fork going all the way through, but it would have sent some kind of message and the psychology behind that would have been pretty rough, right? Like you get blown out in Golden State, you rest your guys. And then when they come back to LA, you still lose. So that would have been impressive. And, you know, the Warriors, they 100% definitely had their chances, but I just got to say, right? So like, if y'all didn't know, uh, I started this Discord server that you all should join if you haven't yet. If you're listening to this podcast on your phone or just on audio, there's a link in the show notes below. And if you're watching this on YouTube, it's linked in the description, the video description. But before every game, I like to ask, predictions, you know, the morning of on what folks think, what they think will happen. And I also give my, you know, just off the top of my head prediction. And this is what I said yesterday at 1232 PM. I said, I think the Warriors will be fighting their tendency to have a letdown game after a big win. If they can focus and limit their own egregious mistakes, I think the Warriors can pull this out. Clay and Steph have a history of bad to mediocre games in LA. Hopefully, they're of the mindset to steal this one. They need to play with urgency and the killer instinct we haven't seen enough this season. Keep running, and fingers crossed, the team shoots around 40% from three. If they do, I say they win by seven. If they don't, uh, I think Kevin L., who is uh, also on the Discord and he predicted a loss uh, that I said he's right, he'd be right, and they would lose behind a bounce back game from AD and the Lakers supporting cast at home. And with this team, it's easy to make a prediction depending on which team you see. If you see a team that's focused, that's engaged throughout the game, then they have a good shot of winning. But then you'll get a team that's, you know, unfocused. I mean, this was a typical frustrating. Warriors stinker. And if you've watched this team all season, even if you've watched half the games this season, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Like this is who they are. The words that I've used this season, unfocused, 
unserious, uninspired, uh, lack of urgency, coasting, no force, <laughs> not mindful. Certainly, they're not full of joy. You know, usually, especially for early games on weekends, uh, I record an episode reacting to the game right after. But this one, I was like, you know what? If the Warriors are going to half-ass it, then maybe I will too. Maybe I'll take a little time off from this because it was so egregious. I you know, made sure I had a decently healthy meal. Uh, I watched the Michael Mann classic Heat, which uh, if you haven't seen it, it's an amazing movie. If you have seen it, you should watch it again because it is just uh, so good. <laughs> but I've said, and if you've listened to this podcast throughout the season, a handful of times, whatever, you've probably heard me talk about non-championship habits. This Warriors team shows a lot of those at the worst time. And this was, again, the worst time. I don't think this game is as disappointing as the game six uh, debacle at Chase Center when the Warriors could have put away the Kings and they didn't. They laid an egg and they needed an amazing all-time historic game from Steph to win in game seven. But, you know, this is what we've seen from this team and how many more times can they do it, right? I've talked about habits and I've always said that if the Warriors were to make it to the postseason, it's like at a certain point, sure, some of the games are the flip the switch variety where your championship DNA, quote unquote, takes over and you dominate. I mean, hence game seven from Steph against Kings, but the bad habits, I mean, you are who your actions are, right? Like you could have all the best intentions in the world, but if you don't act on that, then uh, that's that's who you are. You know, you are not the 2017 Golden State Warriors, not the 2015 Golden State Warriors. You are the 2022-23 Golden State Warriors who, you know, have a different lineup from those teams. Uh, the vets are a little bit older, of course, and they have a penchant for coasting, right? It's almost, I said this after the game six loss, which is really uh, dispiriting against the Kings, but they acted like they were just going to win because they walked into the gym, you know, they walked into Chase Center and they were like, okay, you know, our, our personas, our reputation those are going to win us this game. And in this one, it just felt like they stopped. They got sloppy. They lost that attention to detail. And they started not playing for each other, started playing for themselves, right? There was that one play. My buddy Aram in Toronto texted me about this uh, during the game. It was the one where the Warriors had that 11-point lead. And they were hoping... I mean, I was hoping that they were going to blow it open and really take control, but it was a fast break and it was kind of clogged as people were running up. Steph had the ball. He passed it to Clay. Clay weirdly turned around <laughs> the other way, like towards the outside of the court. He's on the left side. So Clay turned counterclockwise and the ball went over his opposite shoulder out of bounds. And after that, I mean, you could tell Steph was upset. But for some reason, the floodgates opened. It was turnovers, fouls, just nonstop. And it was everything that the Warriors should not do. I talked about how in game two, right, 
the Warriors may have figured something out about the Lakers. And I feel like that has not been challenged, like what they figured out, because they did not execute the way they did. So we don't know, right? The idea was go small, run those guys off the court, make LeBron and AD work. Uh, But, you know, we never saw the Warriors really, really push that issue, right? Like we've talked about rebounding, turnovers, going to the free throw line. We all know that the Lakers led the league in free throw attempts and the Warriors were dead last. So, you know, the Los Angeles free throwers, they should change their name to, they ended up shooting 28 for 37 and the Warriors shot 12 for 17. So that's a 20 free throw attempt discrepancy and a 16 make discrepancy. But, but you got to remember the fourth quarter was all garbage time pretty much. And the Warriors got some calls in the fourth quarter. So the discrepancy was even wider. I don't necessarily think that it's unfair to point at the rest. I mean, a lot of the stuff is on the Warriors, right? Like you got to go to the basket. You got to be aggressive. You got to, you know, Draymond getting technicals and having it backfire on the Warriors does not help, but it's also the Lakers. They flop. They draw those fouls. So you have to be more disciplined. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like the days when James Harden was on the Rockets and he would bait for fouls. He would trick refs into fouls. That's kind of what the Lakers do in different ways, but it's all of them instead of just one guy. So they have to be aware of that. And, you know, in terms of turnovers, 19 to 12 uh, fouls, it ended up being even. But like I said, it's really just like, when the fouls happen, when the free throws happen. I don't care about a fourth quarter when there's a 20, 25-point lead, 30-point lead, right? And you have to throw in the fact that living and dying by the three. I talk about it. I hate to use that phrase all the time, but that is legitimately what it is. The Warriors were 13 of 44 for a really bad 29.5%, so 30%. uh, The Lakers, 15 for 31, 48 you know, pretty much half of their threes they made. So these are things that are part of who the Warriors are. This is their DNA for the season. Riding out on the threes, fouling, not getting to the line themselves. I mean, the rebound battle was actually pretty decent for the Warriors, so I'll give them that. But overall, overall, this ain't it. This is a game that they just lost their composure completely. And it is, you know, like it's nothing new to us. It's nothing new to you. It's just you're hoping that the winning version of the Warriors, that they're the ones that show up. Because again, Jacqueline Hyde, it's been that way. It's 100% been that way. And it's one of those things to it, right? It's like, fool me once, shame on you, but fool me 58 some odd times this season, then shame on me. That's why there's a lot of cynicism and, like I said, frustration with this Warriors team this year. But it is what it is. It's just basketball, right? And there's someone on YouTube. There's a bunch of people that I talk to on the regular that comment on the regular all season long. And there's this dude, Amar. And uh, a while ago, 
you know, he talked about just being detached from the season and expectations. And that's also the approach that I've taken, right? I want to see a long run from this team. I want to be entertained. I want to see how far this team can go in the postseason. You know, I'm here for the ride. But hey, you know, <laughs> because this team honestly cannot be trusted to put the effort in every single game, especially when these games matter the most. It's like, I'm obviously not quitting on the team. That's not what this is about. That's not what fandom is about. But you got to have to kind of have to uh, take a step back, right? And just not get too invested, but just, you know, I'm here for the ride. That's it. That's it. And it has been a really interesting, exciting, thrilling ride, ups and downs and whatnot. So we'll just see how it goes. If things go in this pattern where AD has a good game and then a bad game, a good game and then a bad game, then game four is a game the Warriors should and could potentially get, right? Also, the pattern for the Warriors, play bad, play good. Yes, they won a few in a row against the Kings, but just throughout the season, right? It's like a cluster of good games, a cluster of bad games, and then one, 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 right? So you never knew which team you're going to get. We don't know which team we're going to get here, but I guarantee you, just like the Lakers focused on getting game one, they are going to be focused on getting game four because then they would be up 3-1. And we know people can come back from 3-1, but we also know that it's really, really hard. And for a team like the Warriors that has only strung together three game winning streaks, uh, maybe two, three, if you include the King series, four times this season, that's an even more daunting task, right? And the thing is, LeBron knows this. Darvin Ham knows this. So it's something to really, really emphasize. If they're going to put it all out on the line, it's going to be this one again. And, you know, this is going to be the Warriors challenge, plain and simple, right? They got to value possessions. They have to take the game seriously. And don't get me wrong. I'm not in their heads and I'm not saying that in their mind, they're just goofing off, right? But again, you could tell by their play that they're not taking care of what they need to take care of. And if this team has these veteran leaders and whatnot, then they should know better than I <laughs> what they need to do. Hey, if they rack off three straight wins, all good, all good. But this does not change the fact that this Warriors team has been this way all season long. Yeah, there's stinkers in the playoffs. It happens all the time, right? You go back to last year, you know? But but this is not that team, right? We've heard that in all of the good ways, all the bad ways. But this is not that team, and they have not shown the ability to play consistently all the way through. So, you know, again, I'm not quitting on them and far from it. But the frustration and just the uh, kind of absurdity of how this team rolls every now and then, it's it's rough. It's rough. You know, like the the post-game platitudes, I've talked about these before. It's like all the, you know, championship DNA, like, you know, been through battles and, you know, we just have to come out strong. I mean, it's all the same stuff over and over and over again all season long, right? So just go out there and perform. Like all that stuff is just for sports writers to include and pontificate on and whatever. You know, but to me, it's like, just go out and perform. And I'm glad, again, you know, that this series is 
one day off and then a game because after the Warriors win, I want to see them compete and win the next one. After they lose this poorly, I want to see them come back. So I think they'll come back and win game four. That's my personal feeling because that's just who they are. When their backs are against the wall is the only time that they really, really take charge. But who knows? Who knows? Can Steph carry this team? Because in this game, he was the only one who could do anything for a while, right? Clay hit a couple of shots, but then whatever. You know, I mean, it's not even worth going down the box score for this game because they just as a collective whole played poorly, nonchalant, right? Complained too much to the refs. They just lost it. And this history of playing poorly in LA, you know, maybe they got out their system. Maybe they'll play better. But uh, yeah, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's just basketball. So if you're frustrated by it, like go take a walk, go uh, have a nice cup of coffee or, you know, go watch uh, Michael Mann's classic heat. That is my recommendation to y'all. But anyway, let's go get game four and put this one behind us because at the end of the day, if the Warriors can somehow, some way get to the finals and win, then all this stuff we kind of forget, right? Anyway, join the Discord if you're into that kind of thing. Again, link is in the show notes, or if you're on YouTube, it is in the description. All of it, whatever, it's all below. All right, that's all I got. All right, well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs. Go Dubs.